Hello everybody, FPL teacher here. You probably would have heard the big sigh of relief from my daughter in the background there. As Wolves close out a win against Southampton 1-0. This episode will cover what Wolves did well, finally, as well as what Southampton did in the attempt to mount a comeback. Wolves 4-2-3-1, or maybe a 4-3-3, depending on how you look at it, really depended on the advanced runs of Mateus Nunes from the right side of midfield. A big key partnership on the right side was Nunes and Neto, who now seems to have cemented both spots, where one would run in advance of the other while Johnny would make late runs into the box himself. In the first half, Neto and Nunes linked up extremely well on the right flank and generated numerous chances, especially on the counter-attack. The sequence was that Neves would release Neto and Neto would release Nunes and so on. Now, it's difficult to see whether they will sustain this type of pattern of play against future op opposition, but at least it goes to show that they have a developing relationship on that flank. The aforementioned counter-attacking strategy is going to be particularly important for Wolves because across the counters, the multiple counters that Wolves had, Nunes' early ball prioritised the far post where Podence lurked. Now, Podence's finish wasn't exactly the best, so on a different day, a different keeper might have saved it. <laughs> so really, it just comes down to how they have the left flank finishes on the day itself. But in the meantime, Podence himself whoa, had a blinder of a game. He unlocked Neto in the 14th minute through that simple dribble in, the mid in midfield. And throughout the game, he had various crosses for Guedes from the left flank. Um, he had this beautiful long diagonal in the 66th minute where he played in Nunes for a shot from wide. So Podence has the potential to influence games from the get-go as long as he himself is in the position to take chances. Now, for FPL purposes, I know that Wolves have a difficult run of fixtures up next, and those teams who are targeting Wolves, beware, because Nuno has a plan. And in this particular instance, he specifically relied on block shots, refusing to aggressively tackle Southampton players so that they did not concede free kicks. Corners were okay, but zero free kicks conceded outside the box. Southampton's 4-2-3-1, now slowly starting to take shape. With Perot on the left, Carl Walker-Speeder on the right, and a starting front four of Armstrong, Adams, Aribo, and El Yunusi. Aribo remains an enigma, but now there is a consistent strategy that builds from the back. It all begins with an underrated signing so far that has yet been mentioned, Gavin Bazzuno. His long and direct goal kicks serve as an avenue for their attacking midfielders and their wide players to receive the ball from deep. And it is there, as long as those goal kicks reach their targets, they look extremely dangerous on the flanks. Now, in this particular match, Jay Adams drifted from flank to flank in the attempt to create overloads for his strikers. When he drifted to the right, he created chances from Armstrong. When he went to the left to combine with Stuart Armstrong, he created chances for El Yunusi. And so the pattern went. Now, what's important to understand is that Southampton used all five substitutions for attacking purposes. Sekomara, Edozi, Armstrong, Janepo, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, a familiar name there, all came on 
like for like, but all with the purpose of being more and more attacking. Now, whether they were more creative is another story. Whether they were more productive is also another point of content. But tactically, they barely changed their structure. And this is how we should view Hassan Huto types of substitutions. Their mentality to the game is that they will inject quality into their starting eleven, but structurally, they will rarely change. And this is a consistent and reliable approach if they have the quality to beat their opponents and if they have the form players to finish. Thankfully, against Wolves, Mara was definitely off form and the likes of JWP did not have chances to score from range. For Southampton in terms of FPL, a notable absentee in the form of Romeo Lavia is crucial to preventing counter-attacks as time and time again, Wolves were able to bypass their midfield through dribbling or just simply long switches out to the flank. This is where Lavia shines and perhaps we will see teams that break at speed against Southampton being particularly effective. At the end of the day, the right system and the right players can only do so much as you are subjected to the finishing of your forwards. Southampton and Wolves both, both boast a plethora of attacking talent with only Podence's scuffed finish being the difference between both sides. <sighs> Moving forward, with both having relatively difficult fixtures, obviously for FPL, it is an avoid, but we will definitely look with beta breath to see how they adapt to their tougher opponents so we know who will come out with more gall and more resilience after their tough run. This is FPL Teachers Begin continuing to grind out these reviews at blistering pace.